0: Predicons stole the golden disc, Maximals came after them and they crashed both their ships, landed on the earth with two moons.
1: Thanks too little. This is the Warren Beast Podcast. I'm Greg.
0: I'm Jordan. We've been reporting for 43 minutes. Or 33 minutes, because it starts at at 10 minutes. I'm Kendall. (laughs) This
1: (laughs) week we are reviewing episode 5 of Transformers War for Cybertron Earthrise. The penultimate episode of this season. It's not often I get to say that word, so I I'd like to I like to broaden my vocabulary every once in a while but interesting episode and Kendall you finally got your flashbacks
0: yes yes uh well <laughs> some anyway mm-hmm. it, you know obviously we still have questions but I think this sets the precedent that we could see more more bits and pieces filled in in the um in season in in season three.
2: Oh yeah um, let's see if there's any uh trivia <laughs> I was going to say not only did we get flashbacks but possibly flash forwards maybe
0: right 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 yeah that's a that's a piece of trivia he sees <laughs> he sees when he possibly dies or something
2: yeah there's a there's a couple um so mm, right off the top they mentioned uh you know one of the cameos of the of the big Evil. do we want to save that for when he when they appear or is it okay if i just talk about them right now
1: Mm, i mean it's been in the trailer so i mean okay i was
2: i wasn't sure because they they just mentioned that um it's not unusual for them to be time hopping uh because in in both the marvel comics or marvel uk comics uh and others that you know jumping to the past uh and future has happened including uh what's what's which one is this target 2006 which i think is a specific marvel uk comic mm-hmm. yeah uh but anyways we'll we'll see what we can do uh and of course when <laughs> we'll we'll i think we'll get into this when they do appear they do the neon wireframe as as seen in the transformers the movie yes. which i thought was a nice little reference there That's awesome as soon yeah. as i saw that i was
1: like oh my god this is how they do it <laughs>
2: Uh, Starscream references the celestial spire, spires when looking at the dead universe rift. And then uh, in the mind space of where uh, Optimus is talking to uh Skylynx, there's statues of Solus Prime, the Fallen, and Alchemist Prime, uh, which actually it says that two of these use their power, uh, Prime Wars trilogy cartoon designs, while another is based off the Prime Armor Sub Submirander pr- Power of the Primes toy that they made of them. Okay, so it's kind of interesting. Hmm. Um, Skylinks at at a point mentions uh, Cybertron can be saved even in your darkest hour, which is a a phrase that was so many
1: cuts this episode. (laughs) So so many.
2: This one uh, I actually uh, missed at first because I I haven't seen these episodes, but apparently when uh Megatron gathers that uh red violent energy glow, mm-hmm. uh it's his his guide refers to it as a plague of hate.
1: Mm-hmm. I <laughs> um, knew where that
2: was from. Yeah. Um so we also and I mentioned it when we uh asked for questions about Unspace as well. Uh this is kind of where it first talks about uh dead the dead universe another you know dimensional blank space unspace as it's hi- as it's also actually kind of mentioned at at one point in in the episode itself. Um, this is something that's actually been around since the two thousand five IDW comics. Like it hasn't okay. it hasn't been really cleared. But the thing is, is that um, it's not like um, there's the shattered glass universe, which is like an alt- alternate universe thing. Like it's an actual uh, they say, like, at su- a lot of times in the comics and stuff like that, it's more of an infraspace, a, ra- a realm that is in between all dimensions. And that is why it's more of a pure thought than an actual, like, uh, usually, uh, or at least that's what is being portrayed in here is that it's an infraspace and that instead of, like, an other realm kind of thing that it does in some of the other ones. But that uh, does
1: also explain a lot of what we get this episode, too.
2: yeah. Like I think in Prime they have a dead universe two kind of thing and that's b- as well besides be- that they use but I think that was like after the comics came out that they used that. Uh, but one of the the one of the things about the dead universe is that it is also supposed to be an actual like dead universe. Like it's a mirror like unlike Shattered Glass where it's like just a mirror. It's like it's supposed to be an a dead mirror. Like things mm-hmm. are actually zombified there, but. And they've done, and thats what some of the comics have done before. But of course, you know, they're not exactly zombies in this case. Yeah. Um, and the fact, as I said, like they also refer to it as an unspace, which is actually something that has been referred to in uh, some of the '80s Marvels comics of a like, you know, a non thing that is uh, a dimension between realities, a crossroads as of sorts. Uh, there's this has actually been referred to again in Cyberverse recently. Oh, yeah, like it's a basic a spot where alternate timelines and dimensions and such crossover.
1: Okay, yeah, you well, know, it's weird because the more I think about it, like we we have mention of it here, but there's other there's other shows that have sort of talked about a space between worlds or between dimensions or between times. The, the one that sticks out to me the most is Star Wars Rebels. Uh, in the final season, we get that. But it, it seems to be something cropping up a bit more now.
2: Yeah. Um, and then also... Like, there's like an X-Men thing of that, too. Yeah. I, I'm i pretty sure the Marvel Universe, and which specifically has made many... Well, okay. First of all, Marvel Universe has like three different limbos yeah. that are all called limbos so there are very very like unspaces and li- and spaces between worlds so i am pretty sure not only have the x-men but uh i think some of the other cosmic heroes have gone in between dimensions
1: it wouldn't be surprising
2: i would yeah like i wouldn't i i would bet like even money that uh the the original Guardians of the Galaxy have been in, in the unspace at some point. Like, mm-hmm. a dimension between dimensions. Yeah. And then, of course, don't forget, there's also, like, the nexus of all realities in Florida in, in Marvel. Where, like, alternate dimensions and uh, and things cross over. Like, in, mm-hmm. in a specific spot in our dimension.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, And then it also mentions that the... Well... Besides some of the uh, possible futures we see that Skylink shows uh, Optimus, which includes uh, a scene from the Transformers movie, which, mm-hmm. again, we'll get there. Um, we also see a uh, red-eyed, evil-looking Optimus Prime, which kind of re- harkens back to the idea of a Nemesis Prime, uh, even though they don't actually ever like give them a name. Um, in... Uh, In the ID, I think in the IDW comics, it it has been mentioned that A-Prime, specifically uh, Nova Prime, became Nemesis Prime once they fell into the dead universe. So, like, that might be a nod to that for one thing. But also, there is the fact that, you know, Optimus himself became Nemesis Prime in the live-action film The Last Night. So, whether it's Optimus or a copy of Optimus or just another universe's uh prime that becomes nemesis prime that is one possibility of that you know evil for- future we see we don't know but it it's, does it it brings up the fact that there's very very many possibilities for that
1: and it's funny too because we do get a toy
2: yeah like,
1: <laughs> there there it literally shows up for all of maybe four seconds but they did a special release toy of it for the I, for this series
2: I think I think I uh, I haven't done it I I because I've fallen off because of uh, phone trouble and stuff like that. But I've been playing. But one of the f- fun things about Forge to fight was at one point after uh, there was a storyline where they were gathering up the primes to fight like the Necro- Necronicus, which is like a combination of me- Megatronus and a Necrotitan kind mm-hmm. of thing, like in the, in the storyline. So they needed to get a various primes, and so they were they got you know Primal, they got optimus um but they also had to get nemesis prime but they're like but he's the anti-prime like you know against all life he's like no 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 we want the shattered glass universe of opt- nemesis prime the mirror the mirror <laughs> of nemesis prime nemesis prime that is good so so wait wait we want the copy of the mirror of the copy, it, and it's like by by the time they're there i'm like i'm just thinking it's like Wait, so they basically just want the Waluigi Nemesis Prime. <laughs>
1: oh my god, there's the episode title.
2: <laughs> but yeah, it, it was hilarious. And I've, I've, I've been posting the, the screenshots of these in, uh, in a folder on, on my Facebook sometimes. So it's not hard to find if you ever find me on Facebook. Mm-hmm. But yeah, some of, the, some of the writing is just hilarious. Because the people are like, this is very strange and very weird. And the Shattered Glass... Like they they had the running gag of how the shattered glass like, uh, Starscream and and Megatron were like caring and helpful individuals, like whenever they would say something positive or good or anything like that, it's like wow, that just feels so weird and wrong. Mm-hmm. And it was fun because like they did it enough that it was like it was still funny without overdoing it.
0: <laughs> so you know, you know, I I actually um. So this is my little like soapbox about parallel universe stuff. Mm-hmm. I a lot of time I I don't really like when you have a parallel universe where just all the good guys are bad and all the bad guys are good. I like I like I think I like it better like in the um in the Star Trek Mirror Universe, it's not that all the good guys are bad and all the bad guys are good. It's that the universe is fundamentally corrupted, yeah. And so, kind of everyone is bad, yeah. Um, or there, yeah. or or cert or certain elements certain things have happened that caused more people to be bad. Like you know, like a lot of people started wearing sleeveless shirts, and that just made and that made them all evil. <laughs> um, and of course, my favorite one of my favorite little things is like Spock spock is the one good character in all of the mirror universe and he has a goatee so the, he's the one character that has the goatee so when you see people who have a goatee they're not the evil twin they're the one good guy surrounded by the evil people it's not uh-huh. actually true but but finally my that's...
1: finally my my goatee is meaningful <laughs>
0: That's not actually hate- true because the meaning has changed and things and you yeah know, things change. But, but don't do take this away from me, Kendall. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. an interesting. I, I I do think that that's, that's it's like I love the, this this idea that the one good guy in the mirror universe is Spock and he's the one guy in that that has the goatee. But but for whatever reason, because of him looking iconic with a goatee, everybody thinks that if you have a goatee, you're the evil version of yourself. And I'm sure I've said this on literally like on Warren Beast
2: before, uh, but you know. Yeah. I'm Absolutely. pretty sure we have talked about Spock and, and how he was the good one in the, in the, <laughs> in, the in the, in his mirror universe kind of thing. We also, totally also, about um, it on the Star Trek episode. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure we did. Uh,
0: also, also, um, like kind of related to that, the thing that I like, the other thing I like about the Star Trek mirror universe is Spock, like, does stuff to make the federation not evil. And then if you, if you, uh, I can't remember, I think I read a book or something. Oh, I read a comic. There was a next generation comic, uh, that took place in the mirror universe. And also there was, and also it, this is closer to Canon because it also happened in deep space nine. Basically when Spock made the federation, not evil, it calls, it causes the federation to like fall to pieces. And, uh, (laughs) Like all of the kind of all of the villains in that universe or the villain, you know, the 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 Romulans and the Klingons or whatever. I don't remember all the details, but like kind of, you know, took over that because everybody else in the universe was still assholes, even though though Spock, um, you know, did did things to try to make the the universe not be all assholes and uh i don't know i like that although that comic series that i read had very bad art uh it
2: was it was like some of
0: the worst art i've read in a comic
2: yeah i mean and i it is kind of like hint and miss how a parallel universe like good versus good is flipped can be done uh like i said like the main joke was like, oh, the, instead of being evil, they they said good things. Like, like I said, like one of the good things about that, about the writing, those little uh, story there, is that they didn't play that joke a, a lot. They played mm-hmm. it enough to make it a good punchline, but they didn't overdo it so that it it was like annoying or like that was the only mm-hmm. thing that was about them, you know. And it's a fine line. Like, you can flip, you can do that, you can flip that, but if, without sometimes like further info things it just becomes a one note kind of thing Mm. and i think there's been some good relatively good stories that have used the shattered glass where they don't do kind of do more than just like yeah their their personalities are changed but there's still things going on and there's why there's reasons why they are acting as they are with these flip personalities and there's Mm -hmm. definite consequences for them being this it's not just i'm being evil for evil sakes because mike in another universe, there's someone who's good of you know, good.
1: Right on. Yeah, I think I think there's certainly like Kendall, you had said, there's there's definitely examples of mirror universe that can be interesting. And as Jordan as you said as well, like there's definitely different ways that you can take it, especially in the sense that we're going to be sort of getting into it this episode of you know, multiverse that's there's a lot of stuff that you can get into with. it's it's not all cut and dry as far as you know mere bad, you know this side good type deal. So it'll be interesting to see what we come up. What comes next, but yes. so Kendall did did you were you successful in finding any trivia or no?
0: No, there's no trivia, <laughs> but uh, okay. is paleotrics? Is this a, is that an established character? or Is that a new character? I no, believe it's
1: tracks? a new. I believe it's a new character.
0: Okay, because I like his design, and he's a he's the skeleton dinosaur. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, like, kind of tempted to buy
2: it. <laughs> I if it wasn't for the fact that I have to keep, uh, I literally have to like I can only get maybe like one toy per per series mm. kind of thing because of because of things. I would love to get like both a cog and and paleotrics, like basically the one ones where the robots actually completely come apart to turn into guns and armor mm-hmm. that you can basically plug on to other of uh, other robots of the of the of the uh of the series. Yeah. I just I wanna know I wish so oh
0: oh I had a that so this is my um made up trivia. Yes, um, it's uh, it's not actually I don't have any backup for this, but I wondered I was like wondering about it. So, you know how I've been complaining about them releasing the uh, releasing the toys too far in advance of the show. So the show um, comes out like and th- you can't buy the toys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder if the release schedule was messed up because of the pandemic. That's certainly possible, I
2: like, think there actually was a little bit like there i think there was a note that uh something was changed because of the pandemic, but i can't I could not tell you what mm-hmm. it was specifically
0: yeah yeah i i just i wonder be just because of uh yeah just because like it just seems i mean I don't know do they normally do do the toys normally come out this far in advance of the actual i know they usually i mean like you know like star wars toys come out. A month or two before the the thing comes out, and like there have been times when like you know you know the civil the to- the Lego set for the Civil War uh, spoiled the fact that Ant Man got big. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and like there, I know that that's a thing, but I I just feel like these are being released like so far in advance. But maybe I'm just because like the Earthrise stuff came out like before Siege even came out, right? Seemed like it.
2: Yeah. And as, but I think that was running into the same problem. Like we said before, because the pandemic things, right. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's, that's what I mean.
0: Like, like it would make sense if, um, you know, if you've got, if if you had the supply chain in place for the, for the, for the toys. Cause like, I know that there's like, I guess I heard that there were like toys for the, the Top Gun sequel that just kind of never happened because of the pandemic, Mm. um, And, uh, others like, like, you know, there's a, there's a supply chain that's in place. That's well ahead, well ahead of time for the, for, for toys like this. Um, and then if, if the, so if the pandemic caused a delay in the, um, a delay in the, uh, making of the actual content, um, but it didn't cause a delay in the toy, the toy manufacturing, it would make sense why, uh.
1: It could have been a disruption in the logis- logistics chain as well.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, a lot of transportation companies, while they've still been going, they have they've had some you know priorities that they've had to change mm-hmm. with regards to what's been shipping and whatnot, especially especially when it comes to like cross border stuff. Mm-hmm. So there, there's certainly some some possibility of some issues there as well.
0: So is your so your fan theory on this is would be something along the lines of things got just things got shipped out of order because of logistics? I would say so. Okay. That yeah. makes sense. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I have the, the chat still has that pictures of those uh those skyline conies in the in the window. <laughs> this looks so good.
1: I'll need to have supper after we record this because I have not today because I've been very lazy and I've been working on a So I
0: actually do have some canned Skyline chili and a bunch of cheese and some new hot dogs.
1: Well, there you go. There's your dinner uh, plan.
0: This sounds, yeah. I already did eat dinner, but this is, you know, second dinner.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, we we have been going and talking... On trivia and toys and whatnot for a while. We haven't even started reviewing (laughs) the episode yet, so I was I was holding my hands as if I was about to clap, realizing, "Oh wait, we already are (laughs) recording the episode." We already
0: started recording, yeah.
1: But yeah, so getting into the episode proper, we open up on this field of it's almost like staves with it's almost like wizard staves with like glowy orbs on top of it. Some are taller than others but i'm sure it, it must be some, there there must be like some sort of different significance it must be like some sort of a force or something along those lines i would assume
2: it's a robotic field of wheat
1: yeah something like that
0: what what i thought was interesting about this setup like this seemed very like obviously the show in general looks really good and really detailed this scene like reminded me of something from actual beast wars Yes. Like, it seemed way less detailed. Mm-hmm. Uh, the character model for, um... Was that Ultra Magnus? Is that... A, no, that's not oh, Ultra nope. Magnus. Alpha, Alpha Trion. Trion. Alpha Trion. I, these, like, arbitrary names of characters that don't matter, that, but also matter a bunch. <laughs> like, they just, you know... It's, like, it's just the
1: characters like, that you have wanted to see a flashback of <laughs> like, since the start of this.
0: You know, like, Nacho Supreme or whatever. But... <laughs> Yeah, Alpha Trion, thats his name. I—I I mean, there's just these like, the, I don't know. I'm bad at names, but like he looks, his character model looks a little bit hastily assembled, like some of the other characters that they only used yeah. for one episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and then there's and then there's this there's the airplane dinosaur, Skylinks, <laughs> Skylinks, which which I'm I mean is that's a fine design for a. Uh, For a character that is on Earth, but couldn't they have made him a little bit more Cybertron y? Made him look a little less like a 737?
1: Yeah. Well, and here's the weird thing because so Skylinks has gone through a couple of different iterations. Mm -hmm. Originally, Skylinks, if I remember correctly, was a space shuttle. Yeah. With like the blue bottom, and the blue bottom was could turn into like a
2: A a sort of a cat. Yeah. Well, no, no, I mean like pad. part of its vehicle mode was like it was a ship with a spaceship with a cargo slash launch pad thing that it could yeah. do.
1: But then that launch pad could turn into like a type of a like a cat, like a cougar or panther or something along those lines mm. like they could separate. Then it's sort of morphed into sort of like the Concorde jet in right. other iterations. And so this is. I guess, a little bit closer to something like that. But still, it's <laughs> yeah. a little bit of a weird design, all things considered. Yeah,
0: yeah, especially when you consider that other characters, they have made, like, transform into vague cybertron vehicles. And even the ones, the few that, that they kind of stuck to a traditional, like, you know, like Optimus Prime has to look like Optimus Prime. And he turns into a truck, which is you, you know maybe not the most, th- but but he's still he's turning into like a you know a kind of a kind of wheeled car, you, you know a yeah. kind of car, which is like there's an obvious efficiency to that, like you can move faster. Like Skylink's looking like a like he looks like a his face is a passenger jet, like yeah like, yeah I, his I head know. is a cockpit it's a weird choice it,
2: and it's like if it wasn't for the fact that uh, I'm probably like, I'm used to it. I, I, I would agree. Like, like, I mean, he's his head. It's like, he's got like, it gives him like a brontosaurus look kind of thing when he, when he does, when he's in the right in his, when he's in his normal, like I'm uh, transformed, like vehicle mode. Mm. Mm. And, and while his head does kind of give it like a dinosaur like appeal, it is still the nose cone of a plane. Right, or right. of a of a space shuttle there's no there's no there's no denying that there's no way, mm-hmm. other way to see it <laughs> yeah and if they just made it like i mean i don't know
0: maybe he's maybe he's an established enough character that that they couldn't have done this i mean he's not a character that i'm that i'm personally familiar with in in the the stuff that i've consumed but i've consumed a random patchwork of stuff so i'm not you know uh, I, aside I, from the fact that they made war for cybertron specifically for me <laughs> uh, I'm, I, uh, it's just it's just a it just seems like a weird choice like which which characters do you make look more robot sleek versus versus not and like this one is like the furthest like you can you can see it's like okay that part transforms into the wings that part transforms into the nose you slide the neck in like you can you can visualize exactly how this thing transforms which would be great if it wasn't what this show is, which is where you're seeing the the, sort of the Cybertronian versions of the characters. Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. And it does appear as though the toy is based off of a space shuttle again. Yeah. From what it looks like. And then the base is sort of like a rolling launch pad slash tank sort of deal. Yeah
2: because I think he's also one of the larger ones that kind of also does like a base uh mode as well. Okay. Like like hmm. Scorpionock?
1: Gotcha. Hmm, interesting.
0: I think
1: but yes. Yeah. So we... should
0: he have been So so cuz that's another yeah. thing. That's another thing is if if he's actually the size of 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 Nacho Supreme <laughs> um and he transforms into a base or a plane I could actually kind of see that maybe if we got a little bit more with him mm-hmm. and then he's just, mm-hmm. his scale is off because he's in the dead universe, which is this weird of the mind yeah. universe or whatever. Like I could, I could under, I could understand that. Let's say that's what's happening. Sure. Okay.
1: But yes, we, we, we went on our little Sky Lynx uh, tangent there. <laughs> and the reason that we bring it up is because Alpha Tryon and Skylinks meet in the middle of this field. Alpha Tryon is carrying the matrix of leadership, so we know immediately that this is a flashback. Obviously, especially we've since we've got Alpha Tryon, the
2: Trion. The, uh, the, hammer, or the staff of Solus, yes. which is a weird like it's it's more it's more in just kind of the tertiary things, and I, which which character was it in? there's a character in some of the later IDWs that she's like the leader of the torchbearers that carries a staff that is actually the staff of souls as well. Mm -hmm. But basically it is like a holy relic that can make anything. And it's, and it's usually played up as that, like it is something that has been used to make all kinds of empowering things. And, and it's like, this is like the, the greatest, uh, blacksmithing hammer of, of all, of all the, of all the world and like you know like Solus prime is like the art artificer she has made the greatest things of of all tra- like cybertronian history
1: yeah yeah and actually i think i think the machinima series make mention of i don't know about the staff but of her if i'm not mm. mistaken of Solus prime yeah. for sure um but yes so we we have a machinima a... The rooster M- team. machina hmm. <laughs> <laughs> We we get a um a face-off between Skylinks and Alpha Trion here, where Skylinks is arguing, saying that he is deserving of the Matrix. And Alpha Trion says that the Matrix belongs to who it chooses. Uh, so Skylinks gets rather upset and Trion says, you know, I've got the staff of Solace, don't make me use it. And Skylink charges in. We see him create a portal out of nothing, and sends Skylinks into it.
0: And that's it's where not, I'm we... sorry, Greg. I think you meant to say an eye
2: of Sauron. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it does have the flame of, the flame effects on the edges. It's mm. not exactly round like an eye, though. Yeah, yeah. It's more it's more ragged. That's that's yeah. that's what. That's yeah, my, well, I that's mean, he's thing.
0: not good at it.
2: Well, no, the bad and at he's not... drawing
0: it, but it's definitely
2: the eye of Sauron. Yeah, well, yeah, and he doesn't want to actually make an actual eye eye because then that would just
1: know. be creepy. Yeah,
2: yeah,
0: yeah. yeah there'd yeah. be there'd be problems. Yeah. yeah, he also probably doesn't want to have to fight
1: Sauron.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: That could get awkward. Then you'd have Gandalf showing up, and then it would just you know you'd be, be like reared. Gandalf would be
2: like, "You
0: look like a robot, me."
1: Yeah. <laughs> Why aren't you gray? There's not enough gray.
0: He's but off yes. the blue.
1: Yeah, <laughs> off the blue. Yeah, that would work. Oh my god, it would be Dragon Ball colors. <laughs> Slightly different, but we we end
2: up. And in who blue. would be of Rose? Uh,
1: that'd be a mirror universe. <laughs> yeah. But yes, getting back, so we get the intro, and then Jean we have, no, not no, let me get to the episode. <laughs> it's we
0: spelled differently.
1: Uh, <laughs> so with an oh, A, the Scarlet
0: Witch would be the red. <laughs> Duh, one the red.
1: God damn it, Kendall, are you done?
0: Yeah, you keep yeah, going.
1: <laughs> you sure? Uh-huh, okay. So <laughs> damn it. where was I? Oh, yes. So Prime uh, is asking Teletran One if it can identify where they are. And it can't because <laughs> there's no planets, there's no stars. Wheeljack is like it's it's like an an unspace or an anti-space. And as he says that, we then, see bumblebee who's looking out the window and we've got skylinks right outside of the ark just and
2: standing and staring
1: yeah it's kind of creepy
2: oh wait there's a scene where he's kind of floating towards them too like his legs yeah. aren't moving he's just it's like the little image of him is just
1: yeah sort of ghostly but the the other autobots start talking about it prime Says, well, if Skylinks is here, then that means that we are in the dead universe because Alpha Trion banished him here. Mm-hmm. Which doesn't bode well for them because it means that Trion used the Sapphire Solus and that Skylinks was banished here and would have stopped at nothing to gain the Matrix. But then, as they mention the Matrix, we then have Skylinks' voice echoing through the ship. Iron Heights freaking out, like, he can hear us. And <laughs> Skylinks is like, in this realm, I hear all. So we we get a bit of an introduction between Prime and Skylinks. Uh, then Skylinks uses his mental powers to sort of create this mental landscape for them to talk in, I suppose.
2: And that's where we see those statues of some of the, uh, what are sometimes referred to as the 13. So, you know, the, uh, Avatar, uh, what was it? Oh uh, Diamond, I forgot who they said they were. Uh,
1: I think there was the the Fallen, and then there was a couple of other ones. Solus, would...
2: Pr- Solus Prime is there too, yes. and, Alchem- and Alchemist Prime.
1: Yeah. So we get a bit of a discussion between Prime and Skylinks, as you know, Prime recognizes who he is, and they wind up getting to the discussion of the allspark and skylinks is like someone's taken the allspark and prime starts explaining what happened last season and that in trying to stop megatron the allspark was was sent off of the planet and it was in his haste that it happened so he's made it his mission to find the allspark to bring it back to cybertron
2: and we get our second flashback
1: yes yes
2: but this time of of earlier season episodes <laughs> instead <Yeah>. of <laughs> earlier times, mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. and it's funny too because Skylinks says the bearer of the Matrix has lost the All Spark, which was kind of you know he it's almost like a realization dawning on him. But then Prime, <laughs> Prime. You know, tries to get off the subject of the Allspark, obviously. like
0: all Allspark Optimus has. Mm. How embarrassing. <laughs> How embarrassing.
1: Pretty much. But, uh, yeah, Prime does a, a good way of diverting the conversation, asking him what he has been doing all this time. And Skylink says that he has been fighting a great war as well. Uh, but... And Prime asks with who, and Skyling says, with himself. So that's when we then cut to back to the Nemesis as Starscream and Barricade are sort of getting their bearings again. And this is where we get Starscream saying, what in the Celestial Spires is that? And it's a big old orange portal similar to the Eye of Sauron that we saw earlier as they're looking on, wondering what the heck they're going to do now. All of a sudden we got Megatron back and he is pissed with Starscream. But Starscream, of course, is like, you know, oh, you're you're safe, and Megatron just decks him, just lays him out, and he's and he's like, Did you really think those on my ship would automatically be loyal to you? And he tells Scar Starscream to get off of his bridge. But uh, you know, we got a bit of Starscream begging, <laughs> which doesn't really go well because Megatron just you know, orders him off the bridge. And then he immediately turns his attention to Prime, asking where he is, and Barricade is like, he went through that portal, but it's closing. So Megatron orders the ship in, and we get a bit of a sequence where the sh- it's very, it looks very Doctor Who-y in the intro of a Doctor Who episode, like this sort of energy tunnel that they're flying through, and then the portal opens, and the ship goes through, and it closes again and now they too are in the dead universe and as megatron you know gets up from the floor we get a big glow and we get one of the first 86 movies references as we get <laughs> this like it is so 80s looking graphics like we've got the the checkerboard sort of digital coming in the the purple frame as we have a bot that teleports in and lo and behold we have Galvatron now for for everybody who listens to the show or has watched the 86 movie you know who Galvatron is Galvatron is an upgraded form of Megatron that was created by Unicron after Megatron was defeated by Prime in the movie it's going to be an interesting dynamic with this episode. Still the same guy. We all know who who Galvatron is, but guess who doesn't know who Galvatron is?
2: <laughs> Megatron doesn't know who Galvatron <laughs> is, and it leads to some interesting questions because this show the show definitely plays it out that this is the Galvatron that has ties to the movie. Like yes. there's de- he is definitely tied to the movie in some way. Like there's very there's a very specific reference that definitely shows it too later. That we'll mm-hmm. get into, oh, okay. uh but does that mean that this Megatron is the Megatron that, beca- that be that you know lives on to the to the movie like that? That does that mean that we are following a timeline that follows that, or has he literally just jumped into an alternate timeline to try and change it so that this timeline is it?
1: See, like, what is what question. is
2: yeah, like, what is it about this timeline that he wants to make sure it doesn't? doesn't happen like how it has for him Mm -hmm. and Greg I'm glad that you're the host
0: because I totally did not realize that that guy was Galvatron Uh, (laughs) I watched the episode three times but I was not paying attention any of the three times I think (laughs) at least to some of it so wait are you being serious here Kendall uh slightly I so I'm saying it in a joking manner okay and and I was and I was paying attention enough but there's a reason I had to watch it three times. And no, I did not realize that was Galvatron. Uh, well,
2: does, he, does he, he say he's
0: Galvatron.
2: No, no, he never says no. his name, but okay. Okay. Well, so, that's, so there's that. That's, that's, that's part of it. Okay. Mm-hmm. But, um, I think you at least get the idea of what his deal is because he kind of makes very, very, uh, uh, very not too subtle references that he is, a servant of someone and we see who that, who his master is.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We will definitely see who his master is
2: actually. Wait, does he, no he doesn't?
1: Show... Yeah. Cause, cause Megatron asks who he is and he's and, and he says it doesn't matter.
2: Yeah. He, he uh, never gets the same. Uh, and we only get one shot of his, of, uh, Galvatron's master and we don't actually get his name either. But if yeah, it wasn't right. for the,
0: I caught that that was, uh, that that was um, what's his face? <laughs> that that was, um, the, the big bad from the
2: eighty six movie. Yeah. yeah. Fuck, what's we'll, his name? We'll, uh, okay, Unicron. <laughs> I was gonna say we would say his name yes. when he showed up, but yeah, it, like you can like it's 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 not hard to remember. Like oh, that's the that's a big bad guy. Like not 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 the not that you have to remember his name or anything. I'm just saying like you remember he's like one of those big guys that are important to the lore kind of things. Yeah. You know, just by the gravitas right. they give right. him in the episode. So wait, so
0: I'm confused. I mm-hmm. so this is not Cyclonus that we're talking about.
2: Nope. No. Nope.
0: Is, this is Galvatron. He look, does he look like Cyclonus? Cyclonus Why did I think does? he was Cyclonus.
2: Cyclonus does have a very uh, similar purple coloring scheme. Um, let me see if I can find you an image so you can compare. Like, but yeah, Cyclonus does have a very. Uh, he doesn't have like a the, as pointy as a crown, but I think he does have like horns. Yeah. Too. Okay. Okay. Yeah.
0: I, I I pulled up. I found the images. Okay. Okay. Yeah. His uh cyclonuses are straight up, and Galvatrons are kind of like curved. Yes. Um. And uh. Uh. Yeah. And I. And I mean the rest of it is like it, both of them have robot bodies. So. Yeah. Yeah. They're and they're both purple. Yeah.
1: Okay. That makes more sense. And the thing is, too, we never see Galvatron transform in this episode. Yes, either. like that would have been a dead giveaway for you, Kendall, if if you had seen him transform.
2: Yeah, like the only other thing that can even for someone who's you know like like you said you have bet you you have trouble with names as well, so don't forget. Yeah. That. But the only other good clue that that uh, this is definitely Galvatron, like a very good clue without him, without uh, like some of the later stuff that shows up, is the arm cannon. Yeah. when when they when they shoot at each other which we'll get to mm. when it gets there. Yeah, he
0: has an arm cannon. Cyclonus has a gun. Yeah. They both look like robots. They both have pointy face, <laughs> and pointy heads and they're both <laughs> purple. Like yeah.
1: It's understandable.
0: So did we so we didn't get but we don't have a toy for for Galvatron?
2: I for Get if I
0: don't think it doesn't
2: we look do,
1: like, do yeah, it doesn't I look don't like there's, believe one. there's one out yet. No,
0: but there's one for Cyclonus that's like freaking that's gonna be in I think in Kingdoms, it's gonna be like Voyager class or something. So it's been, I could have, I could have bought stuff. one,
1: yeah. <laughs> I was in my local comic, I was in my local comic shop and they had two.
0: I was, I was yeah. tempted to get it, but. Mm. I don't even know who I don't even know who Cyclonus is, but I just w- kept seeing him when I was looking at figures and thinking he was the guy from this episode. Well, I'm glad so, I didn't like spend six, yeah. i I'm glad I didn't spend fifty bucks pre-ordering him then. <laughs> <laughs> well, the so in the
1: '86 movie, he was mega. He was Galvatron's right hand man.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's like, probably why he looks like that then. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah, Cyclonus dude. is created by Unicron as well, out of one of, if I remember correctly, one of the Seekers.
0: Yeah, I've seen the movie a couple times. I ha- I do know <laughs> things about Transformers, you guys. <laughs> I apologize for me. No, cool. <laughs> at this point.
2: <laughs> no, like it's, at this it's... point,
0: like when we when we first started, like it was it was fine that I didn't know about. I was the guy that didn't know things. Now I feel like I have consumed so much Transformers content and still know nothing.
2: No, eh. see that's that's perfectly good because there are still people who don't who still have not like gone some of the backgrounds that like me and greg have so yep. they, they're in the same boat as you kendall yeah like, yeah
0: I know, I know i know but still like like that doesn't mean that i'm not frustrated when i didn't understand <laughs> that that's the future version of megatron i mean i guess that's the that's the problem with it that's that's the problem that i had with the first season of this right that i mm-hmm. i didn't realize that some of the characters were who they were until until a second viewing, and I watched this episode three times and didn't yeah. realize yeah. that that was Galvatron. Well, Probably, you know why? It's because they didn't get Leonard Nimoy. They should have gotten um, <laughs> um, Zachary <laughs> Quinto to to voice to do the voice, oh, and then that I would have been thought. interesting. And then I would have <laughs> been, been that would have
1: that would have been an interesting way of doing it. Well, yeah, what's uh,
0: he doing uh, these days?
2: He's non-union. <laughs> you know, I wonder what he cuz he actually uh his pe- I wonder if he's cuz um I remember uh a long time ago like his his parents actually lived near where I live in Pennsylvania like his mm-hmm. in western Pennsylvania like we were at a we were literally at a uh at a king's restaurant a long time ago where like someone was like yeah he he was here with his parents he was really nice like they were just having a family meal like he and because of I'm you know because of the pandemic I'm guessing he hasn't you know he couldn't do that as much but I was wondering if maybe maybe he's gotten a chance like you know to quarantine and come visit his parents and oh, and man. see how they're doing that would be nice to know that you know during this that they've they then, at least got together to and have then have
0: uh Maurice Lamarck uh or Lamarch I don't know how to pronounce that name
1: have oh, him, have him Lamarch, do the voice yeah.
0: of Galvatron or
2: uh, of uh of Unicron oh my god that
1: would be awesome
2: I think he's uh, he's busy doing disenchantment.
1: Oh, that and the new uh, and, Animaniacs and the brain. <laughs> yeah, <Yep>. yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so we we get a, a pretty surprise ending or er, intro for for Galvatron here, but then we cut back to Prime and Skylinks as Skylinks is to, you know discussing the dead universe a bit more to to Prime. It's vast. It's desolate. To be stranded here with nothing but your own thoughts and all sky <laughs> it's it's funny because we get <laughs> skylink says all i wanted was escape and we see a version a version of Skylink literally running on fire as he is talking to prime so he's like generating a version of himself that is on fire breathing fire and it's just going nuts this
2: was the angry me for the first few centuries that I was stuck yes. in the dead universe.
1: <laughs> but uh, Skylinks admits that he didn't have the power to, to be able to escape. So being surrounded by nothing, all that was left was to examine himself. And it was the curse that Alpha Trion had intended, but also maybe it was the gift that he was hoping that Skylinks would find as well. So with that, the the screen brightens up And Skylinks realizes that here in this place that he is power, his, his mind is his source of power and that he no longer needs the matrix. And initially prime thinks that he's, that he's speaking arrogantly, which is a trait of Skylinks. It is like through all of the iterations of Skylinks. He's known as being a pretty arrogant asshole.
2: Yeah. And, at the very beginning, when he shows up to Eiffel Tryon, that he's demanding he's pri- he's demanding the Matrix out of arrogance too, mm. which is kind of part of the problem. Yeah, which is kind of interesting because when they meet him here in the dead universe, he is very much calmer than, or you know, less demanding than than he has been in 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 the first few minutes we saw him.
1: Yeah, yeah, because because Prime makes mention that you know alpha Trion would be disappointed in your arrogance and and skylinks is quick to say no no prime he's like i've here i've been allowed to to realize my full potential and that he also has been able to to teach himself his own significance so in his word in a word he learned that the lesson that alpha Trion was trying to convey is that his own, his worst enemy is himself, and that his arrogance has been his his downfall this entire time. So the the other thing that that's mentioned to him is Alpha Trion told him that the most powerful thing in the universe is is one's mind, and he said, "Here, I've been able to master mine." So and he no longer desires the matrix, and Prime seems really happy with you know that, that Skylink's has been able to to come to that realization. And but Skylink says fate has has brought you here with something I I do desire. And Prime asks him what that is, and he's like a chance at redemption. So you know this is this is Skylink. You know you can see where this is probably going. That the has been trapped here for a while, and that he wants to leave, but he doesn't outright say that yet because we cut back to the Nemesis and Megatron having a discussion with Galvatron. Asking who he is, to which he says it doesn't matter, you know, because if you're if I'm successful today, I won't exist. So, and then Megatron's like, yeah, well, I'll just wipe you from existence here and now, and tries to shoot him, Uh, (laughs) and we get a a brief battle. Galvatron like gains the upper hand really quickly, like just grabs Megatron by the face and just slams him into a wall. He's like, oh, with the rage and the anger, he's like. you know, you almost you almost want to expect him to say that it was that is tiresome, um, but no, <laughs> yeah. And and Megatron tries to fight him, but like Galvatron's got a hold of him, and he's like, "I'm going to help you focus it, and then I can guide you to your rightful destiny." Um, so then he manages to do almost like a judo flip to Megatron as he like tries to charge at him. And then Galvatron says that he's here to change the future and to change Megatron's destiny. So Megatron manages to do a pretty sweet ass like he plants his feet and then flips off of Galvatron's chest. And and as I said, he makes his own destiny and goes to shoot him again. And this time Galvatron's laughing. He's like yes. And then Galvatron charges up his arm cannon. They shoot each other at each other, but the bolts connect. And then we get a big sort of white explosion in the middle of the room.
2: And and... they're sent to their own mind space, like Skylinks and Optimus. But this one's purple.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And Galvatron is saying that you have no idea what it took to get here. And you have no idea what's coming. He's sort of alluding to the events of the movie. But one thing that's in common is he still has to kill Optimus Prime. And he's here to help them, so, so that sort of piques Megatron's interest, and he's like, "I'm listening." <laughs> so we cut back to to Skylink's and Optimus, and Skylink's uh, says that he wants to help save Cybertron, and he's asking for Prime to take him with him. Uh, oh, sorry, Jordan, were you going to say something?
2: I was going to say like I th- I think part of it is that he will also help them out of the dead universe
1: yes yeah and one of the things that that prime says or makes mention of with alpha trion is you know alpha trion banished you here but he also believed that everybody has a potential for good within them and the right at redemption so prime sort of reluctant. It almost seemed a bit reluctant at first, but he's like, no, no, yeah. He's like, if you've truly changed, then yeah, we'll take you with us.
2: Um, I can I can understand his hesitance, too, because, I mean, this has only been, like, what, three hours he's talked to him since he's been here? Yeah. He can't tell, like, he can do this act and stuff like that, but and they go outside, and he suddenly turned, you know, arrogantly. He's like, no, give me the Matrix. Yeah. So, like, I mean, he can still understand, like, he could, this could all be an act. But he also will still stand true to his ideals.
0: Yeah, I liked. Yep. Yeah, and I, I liked that sort of you know you know Alpha Trion didn't you know didn't think that you deserve to be here, but also you know he he believed that people could ch- ch- change and stuff. Especially especially the way that it kind of um, goes with my head fan theory of if Optimus was the one that killed Alpha Trion, um, or it, or at very least Optimus along with megatron was involved with the overthrow of alpha trion Mm -hmm. um some kind of rebellion uh it's it's very it's very interesting that you know Optimus still to have Optimus still think of him as a as a as as a as a mentor and and you know use his words and i mean really like it wasn't like it wasn't like sending uh Airplane dinosaur guy here was <laughs> was was Alpha Trion's plan A. Like he really left him no choice, but to but to send him here for what yeah. you know for whatever reason they couldn't handle it. Again, that that also kind of works with the idea that like, maybe he was crazy powerful, you know, big threat. You got to do what you got to do. Yeah, it's sending uh, sending Zod to the Phantom Zone. Yeah, pretty whatnot. much.
1: No, and there's nothing saying as well that Alpha Triam might have intended to bring him back. Like his intention might have been the hope that Skylinks would have came to this realization, like he supposedly is saying, mm. and that he could have brought him
0: back later. But then he but then his 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 <laughs> no he didn't tell anybody that Alpha Skylinks was here and then he got himself killed and nobody
2: mm. knew. He was like, Hey, what you left me here. Well, at the near the beginning, uh Prime does says that he knows that he, uh Skylinks was banished to the dead universe by the staff of Solus. Yeah. We have not seen the Staff of Solus other than the opening of this of this thing. So
0: mm-hmm.
2: whatever happened to Alpha Trion, if he took the staff with him, no one's gonna be able to get was gonna be able to get him out of there without uh, it. Uh,
0: yeah, so like like if uh Botanica or somebody has the staff on some other planet.
2: Yeah, they could have If they knew about it, but
0: right, well, well, that's what I mean. Like, if somebody maybe when, or or the or the Decepticons have the staff, or possibly you know, or something like like Mm -hmm. obviously, I mean, I mean, it would kind of make sense if this is like an artifact, and Optimus Mm -hmm. got the matrix of of leadership, and uh, uh, Ultra Magnus got the matrix of being good at fighting (laughs) or something. What did he get?
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah which oh, is yeah, basically the, the,
2: the yeah. which is basically the transformers library of history or something like that. Right, right. So he so
0: each of them got one thing. Maybe maybe Megatron got the staff of Ra or whatever it's called mm-hmm. and um and like just doesn't know what to do with it. Well, the
1: other thing I'm wondering is whoever killed Alpha Trion maybe the staff was destroyed when Alpha Trion was was killed. Mm-hmm. That's True. possible too. So I mean, it's hard to say. Or it could have been lost, like the Allspark was lost last season.
0: Yeah. Now, I I will say I will say that based on this, on sort of on this episode, the sense that I got was that that staff was a way to channel the power of the Matrix of leadership. Mm-hmm. So that's a possibility yeah, too, maybe. because so the power and 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 that's why that's why Prime is able to get them out,
2: mm-hmm. but it's hard
0: because he doesn't have yeah uh you know it's like it's like uh it's like in uh, uh Guardians 3 um the Thor movie um where he where he's where he's like oh you're, are you are you're the god of hammers yeah and then he like goes badass even though he doesn't have a hammer
2: yeah well uh, yeah and um even in the we we mentioned before the Mac, Macina uh thing Megatronus needed both the Me- what was it? The mate, the matrix of leadership, the the for uh the hammer of soulless prime, and mm-hmm. like and a forge to basically direct the energies to do to to basically resurrect uh uh various care you know various characters. Oh, and
1: is, it was the family. um uh sparta yeah, combination. combination. Yeah, the yeah, Enigma, the Enigma combination. combination.
2: Like, yeah. like he needed something to focus the matrix and power it mm. through the enigma of combination to do it so you, that's a very you know like you're uh what you're saying there Kendall is probably right like he the hair the staff helps focus it mm. but the matrix can kind of do it right mm-hmm. right well you know of course I'm
0: probably right that's <laughs> So, I mean uh. I did I did half watch the episode three times, which is like watching the episode <laughs> one and a half times.
1: Well yeah. <laughs> but yes, we we have Skylings who admits that he cannot get out of, of the dead universe himself. But he believes that Optimus and the Matrix of Leadership have that excuse me, have that power. And Optimus, of course, is questioning of that. Skylink says that if you can if you can master your mind quicker than I can, the dis and have the discipline to do so, you can you you can lead all of them, all of us, to the all spark if you needed. Or far beyond for that matter. Uh, but Skylinks also says that deep down inside, right now, Optimus is lost in his own chaos, which is true because he is essentially in conflict with everything that's gone on. And we, here we get a um, another little bit of a flashback. And it's it's almost, I, I almost think of it sort of like a Christmas Carol in a sense. <laughs> Skylinks is like the ghost of Christmas past taking Optimus to the past. Um, but we see Magnus, Prime, and Megatron in front of Alpha Trion. And Alpha Trion is talking about how he sees the three of them standing at the dawn of a new era and that the three of them will be able to usher usher this new era in and bring change and that they will bring good uh and all three of them you know they they hold up their fists and you know say till all are one and skylink says no wonder he's like you've lost brothers you've lost mentors and then it cuts to back on last season where where we see obviously the Transformers nemesis of a bunch of sticks and (laughs) Transformers on them. (laughs) And he he makes further mention of, you know, you've lost friends, you've lost conscripts. And then the scene again shifts to it's not the scene that we got last season. It's very much more picturesque in that Optimus is in front of Elita and we've got the arcs hovering in the sky and it's like a cloudy sky with like a almost like a uh, like a sunset in the background and we can see magnus and the other autobots sort of in the background also but skyling says that you know you lost someone most dear to your spark and elita elita turns and starts walking away as prime calls after her and you know Skylink keeps going he talks about you know you're you're lost in your thoughts you're lost in what your fears and 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 seeing all of that coming to fruition and then we see a, a sort of a zoom out of Cybertron exploding and we get this huge explosion and this ring of energy that shoots out and then we see we cut to the the space bridge that we had in the previous episodes that they were on and the explosion that occurred there and how prime blames himself for that
2: blames himself for events he could control and those he couldn't
1: yeah, and we see the death of Magnus once again, or at least Magnus getting zapped by the electricity that that killed. Yeah, his
2: his torture scene. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, but he Skylink's makes mention that Prime needs to to become one with the Matrix. He needs to to put all of that aside if he if he's to get out of here and save Cybertron. He can't do it with his mind as chaotic as it is. <laughs> Prime says. <laughs> I understand. And that's, then Skylink sort of stopped. He's like, but you don't. He's like, the future is unwritten. Uh-huh. And uh, this is our, our next reference to the 86 movie as we see Skylinks and Prime literally standing next to the table with Prime on it and his body goes gray, which is literally a recreation of the scene of Optimus's death from the movie.
0: So, um, so... So two questions. First of all, because mm-hmm. you guys know stuff about transformers, um, does Ultramagnus always die every time that he's a character in a thing? Nope. Okay, because yeah. he dies in the because he dies in the movie, and he died here, and both were like as a you know sort of being used as as a as a plot device to further the you mm-hmm. know you know to 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 raise the stakes and and get the right uh sort of yeah to 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 sort yeah to sort of raise the stakes to you know the the reasons that you kill off a character but uh
1: so so magnus has magnus died in animated if i remember correctly however magnus has not died in prime or in um uh, what am i thinking yet i'm not sure if he's in cyberverse
2: i haven't watched all of that Um, um
1: he was in robots in Disguise in the anime for robots in disguise. And okay. and he didn't die in that either.
2: Well, which <laughs> Robots in Disguise because they actually did Oh too. yeah, that's was right. The, uh the earlier one or the later it one? It was
1: the earlier one.
2: Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um I know in the comics he doesn't get killed killed uh either but i know in one iteration of the comics and i'm not sure if it was dreamweave or whatever he gets damaged to the point where he has to shed the armor and he's like the robot that's that wears the trailer armor thing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like he like they they make a callback to it to that like he gets basically damaged to the point that he has to kind of like downgrade yeah but again like it it varies how they do that sometimes they it is an armor sometimes it is his full be- being yeah.
1: Yeah, the the toy this time around is an armor again. Although the so instead of it being like a very small robot, it's almost like a white version of Optimus. Yeah. Like it's a white truck essentially. So but uh we we never get to see it in this I mean aside from the comics, it's always been assumed that Magnus is just yeah. That's his body and we never see like the white You know optimist version of him either so but yes we see uh primes lifeless body as uh skylinks continues on saying that you know before the matrix finds its next prime you must stay true to your path otherwise you're gonna see it or otherwise a darker future await awaits and so He is on a sort of a snowy hill with these comets shooting down and impacting on the ground. And we get all this debris flying up. And then as the snow starts to clear, we think we see Optimus, but it's instead a dark body. Like, it's Optimus's body, but it's gray in color. The front windows are red and big glowing red eyes. Mm -hmm. Here's our reference to Nemesis Prime. So it then shifts back to Optimus. Like we, we zoom in on the face and the eyes and then in like just a snap, it's back to blue eyes, blue face Optimus and you know, his eyes go wide uh, as sort of a realization of like, Holy crap. Was that me sort of deal? But, uh, and then we get a, yet another movie reference where Skylink says, even in your darkest hour, know that you can still save cybertron and that it's up to optimus to do so and he needs to focus and take them to the allspark so it's it's an interesting sequence like we get so many references like we, yeah. it touches on so much stuff we've got the 86 movie and then we've got shattered glass with nemesis prime so it it's almost Almost, it's almost essentially this show saying, "Hey, multiverse theory."
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I I like I don't know. Yeah, I like that. So so yeah. Well, yeah, multiverse theory. But like like I like I, I almost wonder if this is the show doing its Kelvin universe, possibly. Like like uh, like, and it's freaking it's freaking Spock coming back and telling him. <laughs> 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 Oh my God! I didn't even realize that. You know, <laughs> yeah. So Spock comes back and he says, "Megatron, eventually you're going to be captain of the Enterprise." No, <laughs> with um, this way because you know because he but it's it's important. He says that you know the future is unwritten. So, uh, so like uh, so they can if they wanted to remake G1 in this style mm-hmm. after all these you know crazy successful things they totally could and it's yeah you know and have it lead to the oh man have it lead up to like events similar to the movie and then like they remember this time and then they're like specifically trying to avoid you know Unicron and everything I've got a
1: theory but I can't really talk about it until we review the final episode
2: Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> yeah Looking forward to next week, uh, mm. next recording. Then,
1: <laughs> yeah. Now I've definitely got a theory that it's going to lead to something, but I can't talk about it yet. And I think, I think this series is going to lead to to a to a movie, or at least I hope, or another series that um, that I think will be interesting. So mm. we'll have to mm-hmm. we'll have to see. But but yes, it uh, we get some. Psychedelic streaming colors going whizzing by Optimus's head as he starts to, to think. I suppose we cut back to the Nemesis as it's sort of warping in those same colors, and we've got Megatron sitting by his captain's chair with Galvatron right behind him, and Megatron's wondering where they're going. And you know, Galvatron is saying this is sort of a, a dead universe, and Megatron asks him if he lives here. He's like no, I'm from a place of only agony. (laughs) (laughs) And which references back to that 86 movie, considering what we know about it. And he's talking about how Megatron needs to get his hands on the matrix at all costs. And this is why, you know, Even more reference because we know why Galvatron wants the Matrix, because then he can't be controlled by Unicron. So Megatron at you know is like the matrix of leadership. He's like, Yep, you need to kill Prime and you need to take the Matrix for yourself. And Megatron's like, Well, I don't trust you. He's like, and Galvatron says, Good, don't (laughs) trust anybody ever. And then we get a flashback with him, literally recreating the same scene that we just had with Prime, seeing Magus Optimus and Megatron all holding their fists up in front of Alpha Trion. And Galvatron starts talking about how Prime was created to, you know, carry on a legacy and that you you rose from... you would rise from the pit. You, know, you would make your own destiny. And and you know Galvatron reiterates first lesson don't trust anyone second power all power is yours just like in the days of the arena and all you have is you and we've got a a scene of Megatron fighting a bot in the arena with others cheering on and watching
2: i think and... it's an impactor clone body Yeah. That they're using for for the well the mook that he <laughs> yeah that he takes care of
1: but we've got the crowd cheering, and, and Galvatron reiterates that the only one that you can trust is yourself. And Megatron recognizes where this is. This is where he rose, where he, he was truly born. And Galvatron says, yes, in the anger and hatred of this place, you found true power. And we get a zoom in on Galvatron's face, which then morphs to Megatron's face. And Megatron's like, yeah... It's like, I understand. And um, he said, This, and then he chops the bot's head off, and this is where I was born. This is, and then Galvatron says, This is where we both rose to power. So, right there is, you know, this is our connector. But uh, it's, Megatron still isn't quite getting, making that connection. But we cut back to the Nemesis, and Galvatron says, I'm here to make sure you never lose that power. Uh, and Megatron's like, "Well, if this place empowers us, and thought itself can be a weapon, he's like, 'Why do you? Why do you need me?'" And turns out Galvatron uses some interesting wording here, saying he's a slave to his timeline, and that's why Megatron needs to learn now before he comes for me. So. Before it's too late, alluding to his master. Although he doesn't say it, he alludes to it. So, from here, we've cut back to Skylink's and Prime as they sort of come out of this warp, and we've got Optimus on, like, sort of on the front of the arc, like standing outside, similar to what we had a couple of episodes ago. And Skylink sort of, you know, flies around and then comes up beside him, and Optimus. Says that Alpha Trion, you know, would have been happy to know what you would have become, what you have become, Skylinks, and that he's gonna be glad to take him with. And Skylinks is very thankful for that. And you know, this is the first moment that we sort of realize, okay, Skylinks is actually being genuine here because Prime's out in the open now. If he wanted to take the Matrix, this is when he could have done it, but he's not. He's telling Prime to to just. Be in the moment. To to focus. No regret of the past. No fear of the future. Only here. Only now. And commune with the primes within the matrix. And free them from this place. And that's where we get Optimus. Who manages to charge up like a Kamehameha blast. That then shoots out of his chest. And lo and behold creates a portal of his own. So we get the eye. Of, a big old eye of, eye of Sauron again. Only... As he shoots it out, we then get the nemesis that comes out of warp, and Megatron's like, "We need to target all the weapons." And Galvatron's like, "What did I? What did I just tell you?" He's like, "Weapons aren't going to work here. You know, it, it, they they just don't." So, it, it's interesting because Galvatron then tells him to use his mind. I'm sorry, Kendall, were you going to say something?
0: No, no. Ah,
1: okay. Um. So he's like, use your hate, your are it. It's all, it's very Palpatine-esque in a sense.
2: <laughs>
1: he's strike Optimus Prime out of the stars. And we, we get Megatron who's, you know, growling and saying yes. And then his hand starts to glow this red, almost vapory sort of mist coming out of it. And then his whole body and Galvatron's like, yeah, that's power um this is your power and the, so there's like lightning crackling around his body but this is yet another reference because this is referencing the the hate plague from back in G1 almost because mm-hmm. this is exactly what the hate plague did it made it it amplified anger and rage and we ha- anybody who was infected turned red so we don't get quite the same effect from the G1, but it's very, very, it's definitely a callback so, to it.
2: So I, I want to point out, because I love this joke, but on the TF wiki, they have a, an image of, of when uh, Megatron first fully powers up with the, you know, the Nimbus of Red from the, from his, uh, you know, hate and anger. Mm-hmm. And the, and the captioner says, K.O. Ken times four.
1: <laughs> nice. We even get some Dragon Ball references in this episode.
2: <laughs> I almost want Skylinks to say what? Yeah, oh, that'd be great. <laughs> Kyo can what? Honey? because <laughs> that that was that was also one of my favorite abridged jokes? Yeah. It's like whenever he was like, kayo can times time stand." what?
1: Yep. Yeah. Oh, those are good jokes. But uh... Uh, so the. Well, we get we we then cut to outside the Nemesis, and literally the entire ship is now engulfed in these red mists and flames that are shooting off, and, and it shoots of black. Yeah,
2: uh, throughout.
1: And and Skylink's and Prime realize this, and Skylink tells Prime that he needs to go. So Prime runs inside as as Megatron is is literally almost like a powering up, and says, "Death, Prime," and then. This beam shoots out at the ship. They they aren't moving, but then we see Skylink's face as he jumps in front of the blast and literally diverts it. We see beams of energy shooting from around the arc as Skylink's is getting hit, and he's telling Prime to to go and take the arc and save Cybertron. And then Megatron realizes that it's Skylink's out there. And he's like, No, no. <laughs> Sky, you know, skylinks is yelling after him to to go, get away. And then Skylink's body literally turns into energy and just floats away. He, he's essentially disintegrated as the arc flies through the portal. Galvatron, you know, is picking up Megatron and is like, stop them. And as he does, we get a light that shines from up on the ceiling, starts pulling him away. And he's like, no, no. And then we cut to Unicron in his Planet Eater form.
2: <laughs> so we didn't Galvatron never says his name, but the subtitles actually do say this is Unicron.
1: Yep. Mm. Yeah. And we hear Unicron saying that, that Galvatron is going to suffer for this moment of treachery. And we got the the 80s checkerboard again as, as Galvatron's like screaming and starts to fade away. But as he is, he's like, there's still a way There's still use this. And he throws his hand out. And then we see a golden disc form
0: and start to spin. That was exciting. Yeah. I like that. Yeah.
1: And Megatron looks at it as it's spinning, but then it fades away. And there's some very recognizable symbols on one side of that disc that we're all familiar with. So that's a pretty yep. big hint. Yep. As pretty Galatron soon the Predacons disappears. are
0: going to steal the golden disc. <laughs> mm. The Maximals will come after them and crash both their ships.
1: Yep. At least we assume that's what's going to happen.
0: And they'll land on the Earth with two moons <laughs> and fight in the Beast Wars. Because, I mean, what else are they going to do?
1: Yep. And then somebody's going to make a podcast named War and Beast.
0: Maximals <laughs> will have no end game, and Megatron won't be smart.
2: <laughs> oh and do we mention where they come out of because i th- i think we need to also mention that because it's kind of a big big also big reference there um because once the arc gets out of there and everyone starts waking up and the them falls after them right like they do yes. get through the thing I-, I forget if they actually get through through the portal as well but yeah uh
1: i think it creates its own portal i think
2: I know I know. it definitely is behind oh, it. No.
1: In- yeah, it does come... Yeah, the Nemesis does okay. go through the same portal.
2: Before yeah. it closes. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, now they're both above a blue and green planet that mm. obviously is supposed to look very familiar. <laughs>
1: Although I don't see any moons around. No. Mm.
2: <laughs> I will say, like, in this one shot that I'm looking at... Because it's daytime. You don't see the... <laughs>
1: moon- oh, true <laughs> enough. True enough. <laughs>
2: I have to say though, there is this one shot where they're looking at the planet that it definitely looks like North America, which is all kinds of weirdness. Meaning though, because if because even in the original G one, when the when the ark first crashed on Earth, it was back in yeah, life. it was millions of years ago. <laughs> so I, but I then yeah, again, it
0: was, when, but, it was when dinosaurs
2: and also mammals walked the Earth. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like this. This North America looking it's the back end with the 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 trail end of uh oh what's what's that peninsula that's that's from that's into Central America from California.
1: Ooh, I'm oh, not sure.
2: But y you, you, you know what I mean. Like on the western coast there's the yeah. that's that's the area that it looks like to me, but that could also just be part of Pangaea too. So like it's not yeah. it's not very clear. There's yeah. clouds and stuff, but
1: Yeah, it's it's very hard to to determine but uh but often but everybody's asking where they are and we get optimus who turns his head as the the autobots are you know getting up and getting their bearings and and b was like optimus what happened and optimus says great cost we have been given the chance to save our world. And then it zooms out on the on this planet, mysterious planet, and then we cut to credits. So, oh, so much reference, so much reference.
2: <laughs> this well, is getting good, good, y'all. Well,
0: what was good about the episode is, even though, like, even if you didn't, even if you didn't get, because a lot of those references went over my head, um, mm-hmm. it still told a cohesive story.
1: Yes. Um, yeah.
0: Um, and, and and co and by cohesive I mean it was like a weird uh, Beast Machines episode. <laughs> um, you know, one of the one of the really trippy Beast Machines episodes, which I appreciated. I thought thought Tankor was gonna show up and <laughs> make a monologue. Oh, that would have been cool. Yeah. Yeah, where's, where's, where's Tankor been in all this? That's, that's really, that's really been the, the, um, the biggest, uh, the biggest thing missing. I want to see, yeah. Uh...
1: Maybe somebody needs to start a hashtag.
0: Hashtag, where's Tankor?
1: Mm. <laughs> yes. Gosh, this was a good, ep- I mean, last episode wasn't the greatest, but I think this one, I think this one might've made up for it because there's so much good stuff in it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. And like Kendall says, like it has a lot of references, but it still was it was a, a still a story you could follow. Like it was still yeah. a good thing. Like you like I think like there was times where you can you could tell it was making nods to some to a, to something like the, a wink and a nod to the audience once and twice. But it didn't do it in a way that basically detracted from what what it was trying to tell you. Yeah. Like the, the idea that there's still a future, that there's alternate timelines, there's that there's a multiverse even and where they're now ending up where they've ended up, uh it all still kind of comes through without any without any, you know, uh confusion or or like, you know, uh vagueness.
1: Yes. Nope well, overall I think it was I think it was really well done and is definitely setting up some stuff that's gonna be interesting to to see where things go from
0: here so Mm -hmm. but yeah yeah i think i think the thing is what this episode did maybe even more than previous episodes is it it made the world seem bigger Mm -hmm. where um where the first season especially like the first season could have been this is a prequel to g1 that is a kind of gritty rebooty thing and and we're gonna um you know and and this is how this is how optimus ran away from cybertron and this is and then you know obvious, and then the assumption is that eventually megatron and kind of you know but like this episode maybe because it established the the multiverse maybe bec- maybe even because cuz i didn't even really catch some of the the stuff about it being a multiverse and possible futures and stuff on my viewing even just even just like kind of viewing connecting the the this timeline to the future mm-hmm. um, made me want to see these characters in the future. Yeah. Um, And and I just I just really hope that that they're able to kind of expand this franchise and this and this timeline. I mean, I know we've still got a whole nother season after this, but but to really. You know, to really to really make the continue to make this world bigger and bigger. Give me, yeah, give me a prequel movie. Give me a a sequel. Figure out a way to do. If they can figure out a way to do uh, Transformers amongst humans, weirdly, that should be the easiest thing to do, right? Because that's what Transformers yeah. were originally for. Yeah, but yeah, but that's always the worst. The people, the humans, are always the worst part of of, of Transformers, and they're so much more interesting when you do have just robots fighting robots. Mm-hmm. So I don't, you know, I don't know what the, and you know, the comics like tied them in with the GI Joes and that kind of made, cause then you had like the GI Joe characters who were who were actually interesting. Maybe something like that is, is a possibility. Um, or, uh, or just, or, or just like have a, just limit the amount of humans, uh, you know, maybe legitimately actually have them disguise them, you know, be robots that are disguising themselves. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, you know, I don't know. I don't know. But tell a good, but do a good one of those. And that would be a, that would be a really interesting challenge, I think, for this show.
1: Yeah. No, definitely. So what do we have for questions this week, Jordan?
2: So we have quite a few. Uh, first off, we got from uh, Ria Rose at Ria Rose 8. Hi Ria. Hey Ria.
0: Um, yeah.
2: So if that was the Golden Disk from Beast Wars, are we to believe that all Megatrons are the same Megatron? I'm actually not sure. We were, cause like I was saying like before, like why would uh, the Galvatron basically pop, you know, jump back to here to try and change things? Obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And. The Megatron in Beast, the original Megatron that, you know, left a message on the disc in there also basically was like he left that message on the disc as a as a way to change the the change history in case his plans did not go through. Yes. So in a way, it might be like, like, especially if you want to go by like a multiverse theory kind of thing. This might be a very close to like one that does have all the same things that are going to happen, however, if that's true, we're missing one little small important part, and that's we're missing ultra magnus, yeah <laughs> so does Oh, that me- yeah
0: that's that yeah, maybe
2: they rebuild him, yeah, see that's that's the thing. are they going to rebuild him, which is a possibility, uh or is this that Galvatron made a mistake, and this is not the specific timeline he wanted to try and get to to split off to to you know free him from Unicron, or does he know that it doesn't matter? Like, at some point, at no matter what, there is going to be a timeline or a universe where he mm. is where he's trapped under uh, Unicron's heel. So he wants to try and prevent that happening to other Megatrons. Like, it's right, it's, right. It's, it's 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 a it's a weird like. How do you how do you like are how are the multiverses affecting each other or how do they want how are they trying to keep them from affecting each other?
0: So yeah. and so just to be clear, because again, I keep all this crap keeps going over my head. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but um when I first heard the question and my like assumption was that Galvatron was going back and telling Megatron to steal the golden disc, but but actually what it what this should be assumed if we know our timeline right Mm -hmm. is that megatron is going to leave a message on the golden disc for beast megatron yes yes and then beast megatron steals the golden disc and then all the stuff happens yep
2: yeah well that again because of all the crazy time shenanigans he might actually try and steal the disc and and use it Right, right right Because he left a message on the disc, but the disc is also supposedly contains information that's imprinted on it. Like, I don't think they made it spe- very specific about how... Because, how, like, when it's... The golden disc they're referring to is the, the Voyager disc, right? With all that. And this was originally, like, in in the, the actual one that was sent into space, it's just basically a golden record that has... Some sound waves and a lot of uh, information stamped onto it so that if uh, to be easily decoded or found by by uh, anyone out in space who might, you know, not have ever seen humans or anything like that. Um, they never made it clear in Beast Wars that the information of the past and the future and how like like because there's you know, there's that one scene where Beast Wars Megatron blows up a mountain and he's like looking at the disc and it changes like what the v- vision of the mountain mm-hmm. is after he like blows off the top. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's never made clear that that was also put on there by Megatron or at some point basically Cybertronians who were would be around during that time somehow in- encapsulated all the information onto the disk so that when it reached Cybertron they would have that record of the past of like what happened in the intervening times from when the ark landed there. To uh, to when the disc eventually made it to Cybertron, yeah, like yeah, we don't just say yeah, we don't know how what that information is there.
0: Yeah,
2: we just know yeah. that Megatron eventually put a message on there for sure.
0: Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh. So
2: it's 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 basically like all kinds of weird paradox time travel stuff that we don't know until someone actually gives us like more information. Yeah, right. Right. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: All right. Next question. Well, I'll, also, uh, Ria wanted to let us know that to get in on the Coney conversation, like all things in my area, Coney's include batch, uh, Hatch Green Chili. Okay.
1: Hmm. I'm not familiar with that. I'll have to take a look into it.
2: <laughs> um, but we also got another Twitter question from Chinchymchilla, which is Zach. Hey, at Zach. Cingy, at Cingy McChilla dot, uh on Twitter. Uh, which Transformers would be most likely to be a scummy day trading stockbroker?
1: I've got an answer, and I almost want to have like do a countdown and everybody say their choice at the same time.
2: Okay, I have a uh, probably a more odd answer, but uh, we'll we'll go. You want okay. to try that? Okay. Yeah. okay.
1: Okay. One, two, three. Shockwave. Star
2: scream. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I knew okay. I would think of one person that's like. Weird, weird side character. Who, who did Jordan say? I said Swindle. Okay, well that, well, that, that makes, makes sense. sense. Yes, um... For those who, who probably don't... Who don't recognize the name, Swindle was a G1 character. He was one of the... Uh, I think it's Combaticons? Yes. Yeah, uh, he basically built the combiner Bruticus. Which was one of the later uh, combiners. But basically he was like a jeep. And... His name basically said it all. He really was a swindler. He was uh, everything that you could a con man, an opportunist, a hustler. And yeah. as I think even in the the TF wiki says that as he would put it, an entrepreneur, yeah, like
0: <laughs> ok. ok. so he's so you're so you chose him because he's an evil capitalist. Yes, Greg, you chose Shockwave just because he's like
1: like no like no morals, no, no rules. morals whatsoever. If, if he was thrown okay. into like a broker role. Yeah. He's just gonna ignore it all and just try and capitalize.
0: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, so I chose I chose Starscream because he's specifically uh is always trying to like manipulate the situation to be the boss quick, which is sort of uh you know, lines up with an idea of get rich quick kind yeah. of thing, which is which is where I think the the most the most scummy of the day trader short stock stuff. Also, also like every time I hear of something like the GameStop thing happening with short stocks, um, because, you know, that's a you think you know, like the craziest thing to me is like sh- th- this kind of these, you know, the, the utter chaos, like the system should be your plant. You should have, you shouldn't be so short sighted. I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's the issue with the kind of with the stock market and everything in, in general is that it, it is that or where the where the idea of um, sort of the market will blah, blah, the market will fix things breaks down is because of um, because shareholders um, want short term gains. They don't it, it, at, at long term expen- you know, at the ex- expense of long term stuff. Yes. and so because you know i mean it's literally like literally hedge funds are supposed to exist to hedge the bets to make it so that to make it so that your investments are safer mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. but they and that but everything's
1: supposed to be on a level playing field
0: right 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 mm-hmm. but there's just there's just well i mean obviously things aren't on a level playing field but it's just like mm-hmm. <laughs> people just get you know people just get you know greedier and greedier um and Uh, crazy stuff happens, but also, eh, I mean, I technically work for a, for an investment firm. Um, I mean, obviously I'm not a day trader or anything, but I will say that I have a feeling that the, the, the larger impacts to the market or whatever of the, this game of this GameStop and, and AMC and all that stuff, like on a macro level, it's, this is all just a blip.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it might even, I, it
0: might even screw over some individuals, but everything screws over individuals. Yeah, I, yeah. I think
2: someone put put forth the best po- probable way is that there are going to be like uh, small small people who are like that who are doing this sort of thing that are going to lose big too, and uh-huh. it's going to be like a net a net it's going to be basically a net neutral of of good and bad for both the low for low stakes people and you know the high high end stake brokers cuz they'll know how to manipulate this to their advantage as well yeah um but they said that there is a there is some hope to this is that they basically showed a loophole that might actually get fixed like it's mm. it's a small chance right but right. that might mean that that will change some rules that will actually benefit things in the long run yeah
0: mm-hmm.
2: so i mean yeah so the
0: only is, problem is the only problem is like I've I've heard that idea that that like this has that this situation has has made it so that uh like sh- so that the idea of shorting stocks a lot of people have explained to a lot of other people what shorting stocks is and why that's dumb and weird and whatever mm-hmm. yeah. but that also happened in 2008 yeah and then it happened mm-hmm. a couple years later when the a movie called The Big Short was massively mm-hmm. successful And nominated for best picture and the whole that whole the whole point of that movie was to explain what a short is yeah um and 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 yet so like it's like people remember this stuff people have short memories
2: yeah but this but at the moment like with no not much going on because of the pandemic and stuff like this Uh this might be a time when they actually might do something about it Right, right like i mean it's still it's a it's a hopeful optimism yeah 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 but it is a possible one that does seem you know more likely than it has been in a while.
0: Well and and if it and if it is a thing that I guess the thing is if if this ends up hurting rich people then maybe the rich people will do a different thing to not I mean you know to not sh- you know cuz shorting stocks yeah it sounds like I mean I don't and I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. I listened to Planet Money in 2008 uh, but uh <laughs> You know, and I saw the big short, I did see the movie, the big short. Uh, So, you know, I've, I've seen a movie, so I'm pretty much an expert. I also listened to a video game podcast that explained (laughs) what was going on. So that's, uh, you know, again, uh, so if you're getting your, if you're getting your financial advice from a, uh, from a a pod, (laughs) from a podcast on, uh, uh, about Transformers, um, yeah. Unless it's like uh, about like the amount that uh, the action figures cost in the nineties that, that, that you could, that you could take your advice from, but uh, I I just, I I mean, yeah, I I see what you're saying, Jordan. Like, Mm -hmm. like this is, if, if, if there's a, if, if, if this exposes the volatility of shorting stocks, maybe people at very least, maybe either there will be some legislation to regulate it. Or people will be more hesitant to short stocks because they saw the New York Mets went bankrupt or something like that. That mm-hmm. I heard that from the Slack <laughs> channel of Star Wars CCG. So that's another very reputable news source. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, haven't li- I haven't been leaving my house that much, so I haven't gotten my five minutes a day of NPR. So I really, I'm really like clueless about everything right now.
1: Uh, so that was that all we have for questions this week jordan
2: um no actually we still have two more (laughs) Uh but but also i want to point out that uh uh chili ebooks at tabletop camera that's that's lexi right yep yeah lexi uh proposed that they think that scummy day trading stockbroker would be rat trap and i think he would definitely would take the chance to basically Either either be one of the the hordes of red editors who would do the short stocking to to make massive gains, or if he saw a stock chance and had and basically had insider information, he would yeah. take the chance if especially if he thought he could get away with it. Yeah. But also I kind of see Rat Trap as doing a trading places, like with Eddie Murphy and Dan Aykroyd.
1: Oh yeah, that'd be good.
0: <laughs> I feel like I feel like Rat Trap he he probably as a hobby does stocks yeah um, I, I would be also, or, or i could also see him as as an accountant um but i don't and not necessarily but i don't necessarily i don't feel like anything that he would do would be um like overly greedy like he he would be anything the, nefarious like he yeah he wouldn't do anything nefarious but he might be the kind of guy that's like you know oh i see that you know i see that apple is going to come out with a with a new with a new iphone um i should probably buy some apple stock now and mm-hmm. then maybe sell it after you know the kind of the more yeah the less nefarious way of 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 gaming the system yeah, yeah um, like
2: like yeah that's that's kind of what i meant like he would take the chance occasionally like he yeah. might see a really good opportunity that would cause like a really big burst or bust or boon and he might make a scrab at it, just, but he right. wouldn't do that regularly. Like, yeah. like,
0: okay, so yeah, you're like you're saying, like, he might have, he might have been, he's probably on Reddit. Yeah, I mean, just yeah. in general, that's that's yeah. definitely his social yeah. media. Um, and uh, and he would have been like one of the, on on you know R slash GameStop or whatever. The, I think it was you know, uh, Wall, Street Wall Street bets, bets, bets that, yeah. that created this yeah. whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, but he wouldn't be on that one. He would, but he would be like on another fringe one that, or not fringe, but like niche one that, like he'd get some overflow from it, um, yeah, and then, you. and so then yeah. he would get, he wouldn't be like one of the ones that bought it when it was like bottomed out, but he might have gotten there when it was like at at fifty fifty, like he would have bought it on Wednesday and sold it on Friday. Yeah. 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 I'm really wishing I had done that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't know. I, it's it's all everything's i don't know i feel like if you want to i mean if you want to make money in stocks you can do that but there's there's always risk and oh yeah you know you can it's 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 just it's just gambling i mean there's you yeah. can make money you can also make money playing poker true enough like, you you know like if you want to get if you want to get get down to that you can make money or you can make money selling magic cards or whatever you know <laughs> any, any you know you could probably if you wanted to be a Transformers guy, you could pre-order every single Transformers figure, two copies of every single Transformers figure, mm-hmm. wait until the goddamn show comes out, and then yep. put them all on eBay and make, you know, 15 bucks a piece on them. True enough. If, True. You know, you yep. can you can do that with with any of this, with any of this stuff if you, you know, if you if you want to put in the time, if your time is worth nothing, and
2: mm-hmm. you can make lots of money.
1: True enough. All right, Jordan, what are those last two questions?
2: So from Ming, we have mayo, great condiment or the greatest condiment?
1: Uh, I would say great condiment.
2: I find this funny because like, I do like mayo. I have made, I have made stupid things with just mayo as, as like the main part, you know, part of it. So I think it is a pretty great condiment. Um, mm-hmm. Kendall, I know you don't listen to uh We Got This anymore, but they actually argued about this. Uh-huh. And... How Loveland hates, hates, hates mayonnaise. But the, he still could not argue enough, well enough, to make to basically keep it from winning. <laughs> like, was, it,
0: was it, what is the, oh, so the, the discussion what is was, the what be- is the best condiment? Yeah, like, and the it basically, the answer's it won. Bacon.
2: <laughs> 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 but, yeah, like, I think I think mayo is a pretty good one. Like, I mean... It's obviously not the healthiest one, but no, yeah it's still pretty great if you ask me oh yeah
0: i I'm not a fan of mayo um I mean I just don't like i just don't like it okay. um, I think that if I liked it it would be very convenient it's one of those it's one of those things that like not liking mayo is very inconvenient mm-hmm. uh just because like it naturally comes on so many sandwiches at fast food restaurants and uh or like if you get like a you know like a sub tray or something like that
2: and yeah is, not liking
0: mayo is is a, it makes your life difficult
2: yeah and for like a lot of like secret sauce things that is part of it. it's that's part of the ingredients that's like true. that it's just partly mixed with like ketchup right. and other stuff
0: right right which is, so also, it is yeah yeah which is also why i don't like it yeah it, it does it definitely extrapolates it makes it so that i don't like a lot of like like yeah like secret sauce like you know, what restaurant name here sauce yeah uh, yeah like the big mac uh, sauce right right yeah yeah you i mean big mac sauce is just mayo that they sit out in the sun right <laughs> that's a, that's a simpsons
1: that's joke. probably a component of it at least <laughs>
0: <laughs> and uh uh ming also definitely doesn't listen to this podcast uh he's a he's a star wars card player uh, that i don't ever agree with on a lot or i don't agree with on a
2: lot of things but he's a cool guy though <laughs> and our final question we got from jar jar drinks y'all like monte Cristos? i don't think not... i've had a proper one like with the bread like a proper monte cristo has like the bread like soaked in eggs right i
1: think so let me, let me take a look here i'm pulling up monte cristo oh this looks good i've never had a monte cristo so, like, admittedly
0: yeah I, I mean the, i've had them a, a, a handful of different ways uh, usually w- what I would consider a Monte Cristo is it's, um, it's ham and Swiss, sometimes ham Swiss and another kind of cheese, like American. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then the bread is breaded and deep fried. And then you okay. dip it in a, like a berry jam sauce. Ooh. And there's, uh, sometimes there's uh powdered sugar on it.
1: Yeah. I was yeah, about I to say, cause this looks almost like a French toast a french toast with ham
2: and cheese in between yeah which
1: admittedly to to me sounds absolutely delicious
2: yeah yeah Yeah, like i think i've had like various like without the jam and egg bread like i've had like a fried uh ham and cheese sandwich and i really like that and i probably would like a monte cristo i think i think it would be something definitely worth a try but i don't think i've ever actually had a full-on like actual Like, you know, this is the traditional way of, of Mm -hmm. one.
1: Yeah. This, so yeah, this almost looks like a, yeah, it's essentially a grilled cheese only you do it with French toast.
0: Yeah. That's, that's interesting. I have never heard of it doing it done with French toast. The, the, uh, the restaurant that I've gotten Monte Cristo's at the most is a place called melts. It's Mm -hmm. a, it's a grilled cheese restaurant. That's, uh, uh, that's in, in Columbus. I'm sure. I think they have, I think they have like, I think a regional, I think they have Cleveland and Cincinnati locations as well. Um, but yeah, it's the, it's, it's what I described. It's, it's deep fried and, and it's really good. As long as you don't, as long as you eat it all really fast,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's one yeah, of these I can that see where um, yeah. if it's
1: cold that it be kind of gross.
0: Yeah. If it gets cold, it gets really bad. Um, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, it's kind of like French fries, like, Mm-hmm. You know, like the, it's really good when you first get it. Um, If it's cold, it gets really bad. If it's like if you order too big of a sandwich and you can't quite finish it Um, or the other danger is because it's bread with breading is mm-hmm. I have had one. We had one at the at the local movie theater that would do that. They would do a Monte Cristo and they didn't put enough meat in it. So it was kind of like just eating deep fried bread. Ah. Uh... Um, yeah, and they didn't use, good. they didn't use like high end bread for that. Cause it was, it's, it was, you know, it was, I mean, it was a movie theater. So uh-huh. like they had, it was a movie theater that, so, that gave you food, but this was a, this was in the early 2010s when that was a super novelty thing and the food was super overpriced and not very good. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but it was I so, fu- it, I mean, it's so fun to get. Plus it's like, so indulgent. Uh-huh. Didn't we also get a. A question from from Brad from Kenobi from Brad Brad Iyer. Did we didn't I, I send you a question I, from Kenobi? I
2: thought I, got, I thought I got all the ones. Let me double check. Maybe I missed it because it was. It was it about was the early. Matrix.
0: Oh. <laughs> let me see. Well,
2: let me look that up again. Yeah, but I can find
0: can... it, or you can find it. We'll see who finds it. Somebody
1: <laughs> will find it. I'm sure. Uh,
2: maybe I it missed was it because it, of the sandwich. Here questions. we
0: go. Here we go. Okay. Are the Transformers aware that we live in the Matrix or are only humans? Oh, yeah. If, I did forget to write that one down. I'm sorry. And then the follow-up for that is, if, tra- if Transformers ate food, do they? What would be each main one's favorite food from Earth and why? <laughs> Well, let's yes. let's approach that first question. Uh, do, are the Transformers aware that we live in the Matrix or only humans? Wasn't there say... one Transformer that was like a film buff in the comics? Wasn't that I... Thundercracker?
2: Yeah, Thundercracker was. Well, Thundercracker was trying to get his movie made. Right, right.
0: So he probably knows that we live in the Matrix.
2: Um, let me see. There's, uh, there are a couple of uh, Transformers that definitely are very paranoid. And conspiracy theories. So I'm pretty sure one of them would think would think that the Matrix is an actual real thing, and that they are part of it too. Mm. Like they would probably think that the humans are in the Matrix, and then when they crash landed on it, the robot, like the 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 uh, you know the the supercomputers are like, AIs, wait, yeah. yeah, yeah, we're like, wait, these are going to be good power sources too, and plug them into the Matrix as well. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense.
0: And then. But then there's also the matrix of leadership. So do people live inside the matrix of leadership? <laughs> Yo, dog. Well, we heard you like Matrixes, so we put a <laughs> matrix in your matrix.
2: Yeah, right, and it's kind so of weird because, like, the matrix is like this all the souls of of uh, of Cybertronians in a in a weird way too, or or is connected to it in some weird way. So yeah, yeah. it's it's so it's so like are a weird some incursion. Sort of things
0: inside of them, yeah.
2: Hmm.
0: So let's talk because I'm sure that we've that we talked about uh, favorite foods of Beast Wars characters. So let's talk. Let's try to talk about some of the main characters from uh, from uh, from this show and what their favorite foods are. So I know that Shockwave's favorite food is Code Red Mountain Dew. Yeah. <laughs> and Doritos. Okay. Um, and then uh, Optimus. I feel like Optimus is a pancakes guy.
1: I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, like a big stack yeah. of pancakes. Like he'd be sitting there with a fork and a knife and a big plate of pancakes.
0: I feel like Alita, um, she would eat a salad that has fried chicken on it.
2: Mm, yeah, maybe. Yeah, or at least I salad. I don't know. I don't I know. I think There's salad something for About sure. it,
0: like, or something that's like seemingly healthy but not healthy.
2: Maybe like a Caesar salad. Like a yeah, yeah, like a yeah. Yeah, Caesar like salad Caesar with Caesar fried salad.
0: chicken and lots of dressing. Yeah, I, I think I think might be might be her, but that might be just because I'm sexist. Um, <laughs> RC, I think it would be like a burger and fries. Yeah, I get like uh, yeah, I, and I get that. like a I get like a diner vibe from her. Mm-hmm. Like, um,
1: Bumblebee would be a milkshake.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I think RC something. would be
1: burger and fries. Bumblebee would be a milkshake. I think
0: like a milkshake. Uh, He'd be, well. yeah, he's the kind of guy that would, he's the kind of guy that would, that would get a a value
2: meal with a milkshake to drink. Definitely. Uh, Wheeljack seems to me as someone who he's an engineer, but he's also a beer guy. Yeah. Like he, he, didn't he also mention Macadams, which is also a watering hole. So, so yeah, he seems like the type of guy who basically would like maybe hipster a bit, like get some like Pabst Blue Ribbon kind of stuff, but, but he wouldn't realize that it was like hipster ish.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, that or he like might jet- make his own beer.
2: <laughs> that Jetfire, yeah. my
0: microbrew. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think Jetfire is like a really picky eater. Like he eats like, uh, like he whatever you know. If he gets a sandwich, he always gets it plain. Um, and uh, and like and like sometimes he just has to eat like dry cereal, just because because like whatever they're having, he doesn't like. I feel like I feel like he's that kind of guy. You know what? I think Jeff Meyer would have it would be, would be on a fad diet. Oh,
1: he'd be every, one of those every, ones that's that's always like on a fad diet to make sure that they stay in shape.
0: Right, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He I'd would be like one of the he would be paleo trends. No, you're yep. right. He's paleo totally. Yeah, <laughs> and won't shut up about it.
2: <laughs> um, and the worst part is it works for him too. That's that's the thing. Like yeah. everyone's like, well, we, we don't want to try it or anything like that, but we can't argue the results. Megatron, I I feel like is um,
0: I don't know what his favorite food would be, but he definitely uh, he's a foodie and he cooks for himself. <laughs> so like he's you know he he does that he does that thing where you like boil a steak. In the oh, bag.
1: he he is definitely one of those ones that that. That enjoys grilling.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. 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 Or like. Yeah. Like he has a. But he has like a very. Like he probably smokes. You, you know, smokes a brisket. Yeah. Um. Yeah. He also. He also can flip an egg. He knows mm-hmm. how to flip an egg. Yeah. Um. Who else have? Who haven't we done? I know there's a lot. Uh, of star Scream. Show. Starscream. Yeah, I was trying to think about Starscream. Oh, Starscream. Uh. Uh. Soylent. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. He doesn't have time to eat. Yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, and yeah, then Ravage, I think, I think and Ravage would get kibble. Yeah.
1: Yep. <laughs>
0: yep.
1: There we go. Done in one. <laughs> we got them all. We're just about all of them.
0: Yeah, yeah. We got yeah, we got there's a lot of characters in this. We don't have yeah. to do our field.
2: <laughs> uh, um, uh, by the way, uh, I think I think they also kind of like they were wondering if Transformers actually do eat or anything like that i think they have the capability uh yeah. i don't know if they have like very good like taste centers for earth kind of things but we've seen them eat like energon snacks and like drinks that are made of like liquid energon and stuff like that and comics and stuff mm-hmm. so they definitely have kind of like a way of like consuming and like eating normally than just like functioning by like Powering up through energon right. or like plugging in or anything like that. And we so, definitely
0: saw, we definitely saw Beast Wars characters could eat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Rat, Rat trap can has an apple core. <laughs> and and uh, don't
2: don't forget about uh, Clone One of uh, Dinobot. Yeah, I don't Tasty remember. Too. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Dinobot yeah. ate him. I forgot. Yeah. I totally <laughs> forgot about that. I thought you were going to bring up the low road where Rhinox eats all the beans. Well, or, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or uh, tarantulas' filters will adjust.
2: Yeah, so like they can like physically like consume and eat things like like humans do. So it's not just they have to plug in to charge up. So mm-hmm.
1: damn, there you go.
2: Honestly, I would all... love to see a Cybertronian cookbook. I would love to see what they, what they do to like like what 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 uh, cuisine or foodie stuff would be for them.
1: Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, so, with the questions out of the way, do either of you have something you would like to plug this week?
2: Um, actually, no, but I would like to point out that I just noticed that apparently there's a live-action Wink saga on Netflix now.
1: I saw that.
2: Which surprised me. Um, I only point this out because I remember hearing about, like, I kind of remember what, seeing it before growing up, but it's also, it also was, like, in the same vein of seeing it alongside of uh, Totally Spies. Mm-hmm. And I know for the longest time I was watching uh, Totally Spies uh, episodes along with Totally Reprise via the Witchmaster, <laughs> who also had a lot of the Winks and other uh, saga and other car- uh, such of those cartoons on. So seeing that was quite a surprise. So yeah. I don't know if you have Netflix, give it a sh- give it a look, see what it is.
1: And let Jordan know how it is, because I heard yeah. some bad things about it. So
2: oh oh dear. Yeah. <laughs> heard it
1: wasn't good. So
2: yeah, well, turning the cartoon was a very odd, like like how I if I if I remember correctly in Total Reprise was basically a French anime. Mm-hmm. I think Winx was also like that, like a French company trying to do their own anime-ish kind of thing.
1: Yeah, it was sort of like almost like a Barbie fashion sort of thing with magic. magic and yeah.
2: and translating that to live action, especially with what looks like they're trying to do a, like a little, just by looking at some of the screenshots, it's supposed to be a little grim and gritty. Yeah. The, I yeah. don't think that, that w- is a good thing. Like, I don't think it would work out too well, but, you uh, know.
1: Well, if anybody's watched it, let us know. <laughs> Kendall, how about you?
0: Um, I just—I'll uh, just. There's a lot of stuff on Kendall Cast that's coming up. Um, I recorded a lot of podcasts this week. Uh, my new interviewing project, "Tell Me What You Had for Breakfast," um, is coming soon. Um, maybe I'll have the first episode out. Uh, first episode is I interviewed my friend who is a. Uh, Social worker and black lives matter activist Um, And uh, We were both drinking during the interview (laughs) I think I'm gonna have to cut at least the last 20 minutes out because neither of us was comprehensible, but um, but the the, But hopefully it comes together because it was a very long interview So hopefully I edit it down, but it's gonna be I, I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna be really, uh Interesting. Yeah, i've got a bunch of interviews for this project. Uh and some of them will have a very broad audience, and some of them will have no audience. But uh, just uh, just check out kendallcast.ninja. There's a bunch of cool stuff coming up. That's what we called music. We just we're, we've we've recorded all of the episodes, finishing volume four of now. Um, so it's coming soon, we we have an episode on "I Try" by Macy Le- by Macy Gray, "All the Small Things" by Blink One Eighty Two, and. <sighs> Uh, something by hansen uh, the, the the Hansen song that you haven't heard of, but uh, we do talk about how apparently hansen uh, hansen are are canceled now, so oh, if you know want to learn about why Hansen is cancelled, then listen to the episode that will eventually be posted. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. The, listen to how political Kendall cast has gone. We talk about canceling people. I got a black lives matter activist. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. Good, good, good stuff. Good stuff. Also the other people that I've interviewed were a guy that's been doing a podcast since 2007. Uh, somebody who's runs the Lord of the Rings trading card game, uh, players council, which is the volunteer group. You know, I do the star Wars game. They do the the Lord of the Rings game. So that was an interesting little interview, uh, maybe a little more accessible than some of the star Wars content because I'm because I don't know what it is. And I ask him what it is and he tells me cool. and, uh, and I also, and the, the other interview uh, is with my friend, Tom P- P- I don't remember his last name. Um, my friend, Tom, who uh, is a uh, professional trombone player um right on um, yeah. yeah so lots of variety there uh and uh yeah a lot uh, and, we all, oh, and we also got the uh the Kendall Cast movie roundtable uh for the shining uh is is coming up uh we just recorded that so i know that i'm i and also i do this war and beast podcast <laughs> um but um yeah anyway you know what i you know what i'm Ninja. yep
1: that Warren Beast podcast that Kendall mentioned can be found on audioentropy.com. You can find us on Twitter at Warren Beast. You can also find us on Facebook. If you search for Warren Beast podcast, we are there also. For me, uh, you can find me on Twitter. I am at The Real Gonmun G O N M U N. Post stuff every once in a while, post little funny gifts to responses to things that people might post online and whatnot. Or I'll be spreading the word about these podcasts and the other great podcasts on audioentropy.com. So, with that, it's been another week. We are down to the final episode of Transformers War for Cybertron Earthrise next week. Join us then, and we will hopefully have some news following that sometime in the future as to when Kingdom will be officially coming out. We haven't heard anything yet, but we shall keep our eyes peeled. So, with that being said, for Warren Beast, I have been Greg.
2: I've been Jordan.
0: And I'm Kendall. Till so all are one, folks. And may all your filters adjust. <laughs>